Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with a very unique and I want to say special podcast episode because I am a listener of podcasts. I don't just create podcasts, but I also love listening to podcasts. And one podcast that I definitely do listen to on a daily basis is Marketing School by Neil Patel and Eric Sue. It's a great podcast. It's daily. It's five, six, sometimes seven minutes, which is kind of one marketing tip or one take by Neil and Eric on their thoughts and impressions on entrepreneurship as they see it. And not too long ago, they did a podcast episode about the cons of creating income reports. And they actually, in a very friendly way, mentioned myself and Pat Flynn as two people who have created income reports over the years. And we actually just published our 70th income report in a row. So it's crazy that we've been doing these for 70 months in a row. So this episode is going to be me quickly sharing what they think the cons are. Then I'm going to be talking about some of the pros that I see with publishing income reports. And then I'm actually going to attach their entire podcast episode on the cons of income reports. You can hear their perspective after my perspective. And it's just going to be a new, different, kind of fun and unique podcast episode that I really hope you do enjoy. And we're going to dive into all this jazz when we get back from thinking our sponsor. When it comes to hiring, you can save time and get more qualified candidates fast with ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, Fire Nation, we are back. And just a quick recap, I'm going to be talking right now about the pros of publishing income reports as I see them to kind of friendly combat the information and the podcast episode by Neil and Eric that they shared on the cons of creating an income report. And I personally think there are pros and cons to it for sure. They only highlighted the cons. So I reached out to them and said, hey, there's some pros as well. So uh, let's talk about it. And we can share on your podcast and on my podcast both of our perspectives so we can give a nice, well-rounded opinion. I'm friends with both Eric and Neil, so there's no animosity here, just a friendly disagreement. In fact, I actually just had Neil on the podcast fairly recently, so definitely check out that episode because he rocked the mic. But let's get into income reports and the publishing of those income reports. So first off, why do I publish income reports? Well, number one, it goes back to 2011. That was me, JLD, surfing the internet, trying to figure out a business plan. Was an online entrepreneurship path even a possibility? If so, what did that look like? Do real people that are delivering real value make actual money on the internet? And that's when I stumbled across Pat Flynn back in 2011, publishing his income reports. And I remember just pouring over those, getting excited that here was this great, nice family guy adding so much value to this world and sharing how he was making real money from doing just that. And I remember saying to myself, if I ever get to the point where I'm generating significant revenue, I also want to show others how I did it. And that is why in October of 2013, Kate and I published our first of what is now over 70 monthly income reports, where we break down the details of how we made our money, of money that we lost, of mistakes that we made, of successes and wins that we had. I mean, we truly share it all. We bring our 
lawyer, David Lizerbram, on these episodes to talk about a legal tip for entrepreneurs. We bring our accountant, Josh Bowerly, Mr. CPA on fire himself, on every single income report to talk about a tax tip to help entrepreneurs. And this is all with the goal of creating an incredibly valuable income report for our listeners and readers because we post it on both our blog and our podcast to have information that they can use while going forward as they're looking for different ways to generate revenue through their business. So all of that being said, why do I love publishing income reports? Number one, it holds myself and Kate responsible. It holds us accountable. We are really believers in saying, hey, we want to have our finger on the pulse in every part of our business. We want to know the money that we're making and why and how and where it's coming from. We want to know the money that we're spending and losing and how and why and where that's going to because we want to know that we're running a tight ship. It's just myself Kate and three virtual assistants. That's our entire team. We have independent contractors as well, but it's a small, lean, profit-generating machine, and we want to keep it that way. And these income reports help us do just that. So even if we weren't publishing these publicly, we would still publish these internally because it helps us so much to make sure that we are running the most profitable business that we know how. So that's one reason that I love income reports and publishing them. Transparency. Fire Nation, I want you to know what I know. I want you to be able to succeed in the areas that I'm succeeding. So I want to share with you what's working for us right now. Our webinars killing it, our Facebook ads killing it, our Instagram stories killing it, like all the different things. Like I want you to know what's working for us in our business so that you can apply those things to your business as they fit your brand, your personality, your business. And sometimes things stop working or stop working as well. Or sometimes we make massive mistakes in our business. And I want to share with you, Fire the mistakes that I'm making, the rabbit holes that I'm diving down that I shouldn't be. I want you to avoid making the same mistakes that I make because it wasted my time, my energy, my effort, my money, and it doesn't have to do the same for you. So that's one reason I love doing it for that transparency factor. I know that our income reports help you as podcasters, as online entrepreneurs, as small business owners help to improve your business. And that's the goal. I want my transparency of what's working and not working in my business to help you fire nation. So yeah, as I mentioned a few times now for over 70 months, seven zero, we have been publishing these income reports and we are super, super proud of them. Another benefit from these income reports is that every single month there are a ton of what are called roundup posts where these great blogs and publishers actually go around and identify the top income reports that people are publishing around the web and they put them in one place and they blast them out to the world. They run ads to them. They put them on social media. And so every single month, Entrepreneurs on Fire is being featured in five, 10, 20 different roundup posts that's driving traffic back to our site, back to our income reports, which by the way, as a side note, our income reports are one of the most trafficked sites on our entire website, Entrepreneurs on Fire, eofire.com. And the dwell time, the amount of time that people are actually spending on those income reports is super, super high. So that's key as well. So we know it's adding value to people. We know that they're really studying what's working for us and what's not to help them in their business and in their life. So those are the main things that I love about income reports. They hold us accountable. We're able to bring massive value to you through us, myself and Kate, our wins and losses, through our legal counsel, David Lizerbram, through our tax counsel, Josh Bowerly of CPA on Fire. All 
all of these things make it really make sense for us to publish income reports. And that's why we will continue to do it going forward. Now I'm going to go over real quick a few of the reasons why Neil and Eric said doing an income report is a bad idea, just so I can comment on them really quickly. Then we're going to have a quick break, and then I'm going to actually publish the episode that they did on marketing school so you can listen to their entire thoughts. So one of the things they talked about was copying, that people can actually copy what you're doing, your business ideas. I get it. I hear you. It's just not something that I'm personally worried about. I believe in abundance, not scarcity. Their next point was more competition. It will bring up more competition because, hey, JLD is crushing the podcasting space. That could obviously be a reason that a lot more people join the podcasting space or what have you, whatever it is is working for us. And again, I get it, but I welcome competition and I think that this world will thrive off of good and great competition. And a point that Neil brought up, which is a very valid point, and I'm actually very fortunate this hasn't happened to us yet, although I do have a great legal counsel to counteract it when it does, is you can be sued. You maybe are opening yourself up to more of a suing opportunity because those dirty people out there in this world who will just say, oh, it looks like JLD has money. Let me kind of make up some silly reason to sue him and try to extract some of that money from him. I get it. Suing is a legitimate issue in the world that we live in today. It's happened to Neil multiple times, as he mentions in his episode. So I understand his concerns there. The other ones don't really concern me, and I don't think they're super valid reasons. Um, The suing one is. But again, these are my opinions. We are absolutely welcome yours and I would love your feedback. Hit me up DM on Instagram at John Lee Dumas. Shoot me an email, john at eofire.com. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on these income reports, both the good, the bad, the ugly, the agreeing with me, the disagreeing with me, the agreeing with Neil and Eric, the disagreeing with them. That's what it's all about. This is just a friendly opinion piece by both of us. We agree on some of these matters. We disagree on some of these matters and life is good. So right after this break, Neil and Eric are going to be coming on on their podcast, The Marketing School Podcast, and they'll be talking about their side of the story. So don't go anywhere. Your company is only as good as the people you hire and finding qualified candidates isn't easy. Luckily, we have tools that can help like ZipRecruiter. I want to share a case study that's a perfect example of this. Meet Jermaine, the director of talent acquisition at Hurricane Grill and Wings, a casual dining restaurant with 70 locations across the US. Jermaine needed a consistent flow of candidates to grow their franchises, but he was having a tough time. Other job sites didn't deliver the quality or volume of candidates that he needed. Also, using multiple job size led to a complex hiring process. ZipRecruiter's all-in-one solution provided Jermaine with a sustainable flow of candidates with the required experience, and he was able to fully staff new franchises within three weeks. Jermaine says, with ZipRecruiter, we found the hiring success we've been looking for, and Jermaine isn't alone. In fact, four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Once again, ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Sue. And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to talk about why you shouldn't share your income. So I'm going to preface this with saying, if you look at the people in the past that have shared their income, Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income, uh, John Lee Dumas from uh, Entrepreneur on Fire, JLD, I think he still shares it, but not as frequently. It used to be like every single month. And then uh, people can correct me if I'm wrong. And Pat Flynn no longer shares his income reports. Now, 
my thing on this is when you start sharing your income everywhere and things are going well for you, people are going to start copying you, right? And you're going to invite more competition. And the problem with that is there is almost no benefit to sharing your income. If anything, you invite competition and you invite resentment from people around you. Yeah. Um, in general, when it comes to sharing your income, I believe that not only do you get more competition, you're also going to get sued as well. Most people don't see this, but I've just been sued so many times over the silliest things. Like I remember one time I referred a potential customer wanted to work with me. I didn't want to work with them. I referred them out to someone else. I didn't even take a commission. And I said, hey, you can work with them at your own risk. Make sure you do your reference checks, all that kind of stuff. They hired them. They weren't happy after a while. They came back and then they sued me for the amount that they spent with that company. And I've dealt with so many bullshit lawsuits like this kind of stuff. And I don't post my income online by any means, but some people for some reason assume I have money. Some of the things could be my fault because I'll write blog posts being like, I just spent 500,000 on clothes. Yeah, or I bought this site for 500 grand or I lost X dollars, right? So it's, it's largely my fault. But all these things can end up creating issues for you. And they have created issues for me over the years as well. Yeah, you just you paint a target on your back when you do that, in my opinion. And when I see other people's income reports, I love looking at them. They spent all the time and effort on it. The benefit to me is I now know how your business works and where I think the holes are in your business. And uh, I'm just going to do things that are working really well for you. And the other stuff, I'm just going to... So you, you've added a lot of value to me, but the value that you get in return is... Typically, when you add value, it's disproportionate, but it's like even more disproportionate, like you get negative value from it. So again, you build resentment, you build competition and you invite people to, well, also sue you too, to come after you. I would say, look, if if I'm like a really good hacker and I find out someone's doing really well, what am I going to use my skills for? Right. So food for thought. Yeah. In other words, don't do it. If you want to do it early on when you don't have a ton of traction, that's fine because your income's low, so you're not gonna have issues. But once you build up the audience, you can start sharing a lot more, or once you have a lot more income, share less. But at the beginning, share as much as you want because it'll help you build a following. All right, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed this episode. A little unique, a little different. I'm trying to do some new cool things on Fridays, so definitely let me know. I'm gonna be sharing the world's greatest speeches on Fridays. I'll be doing some JLD rants, some Q&As, et cetera. Let me know, john at eofire.com. If you like it, if you don't, hit me up on Instagram, DM as well. I'm looking to make this podcast better for you, Fire Nation. So if you enjoy Entrepreneurs on Fire, tell a friend, tell a loved one. Let's spread the word. It really means a lot. Have a a great week and I'll catch you on the flip side. Successful entrepreneurs take advantage of tools that do things more efficiently. And when it comes to hiring, the tool to use is ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.